Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. In this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Elijah Craig. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. Of course, with me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing today? No, can't complain. Uh, weather here in Cincinnati is good. Not quite as good as where I was uh, a week or so ago. I was in California, but there for a week or so for Thanksgiving. So, bit of a shock there, but not bad. Not used to uh, not used to this cold weather. <laughs> not as much anymore. No. Yeah, you honestly, man, you 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 went out of town and the weather went to shit. Like no <laughs> joke. Like it, you left. Yeah. When you left. It was sick. You know, we were getting lows of high fifties. You left. Now we're getting lows of high twenties. So yeah. thanks for that. I I <laughs> see a correlation here. So I'm gonna place the blame yeah. on you at this point. Well, I well if it makes you feel any better i had a uh, interesting flight back in <laughs> what does that mean uh until like two miles out from the airport i w- we were still flying fairly high i mean i was basically we were in a snow cloud basically we were sitting there and going um like i said until about two to five miles out it was kind of just like a hover 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 land <laughs> Jeez. type of landing because i think they just couldn't see because it was Late at night, and you're coming in in the middle of snow. So, right. you know. So, how dramatic was the like final drop there? Not terribly bad, but it was kind of, it was like you, we were kind of floating there in the snow clouds from like two to five miles out. And then within the last two miles into CVG, then we finally came out underneath the clouds and landed. Gotcha. It was interesting coming because, I mean, we came back in and there be, was like oh. two or three planes in. That would be like seven or eight. That would be nerve wracking. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big flyer. I'm not good at flying, so that would for sure make me nervous. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we uh, dive in any further, uh, Andy, why don't you go ahead and pour us a glass yeah. of Elijah Craig? Uh, everyone out there, of course, this is the time where I'm going to advise you uh, to pour yourselves a glass of Elijah Craig while you listen along. Of course, any uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey or any alcoholic beverage will do. But it's not going to be the same. We will, of course, as always, have our tra- thank you, sir, our traditional regular uh, tasting of the actual bourbon at the end of the episode. A little more official tasting, uh, but we want, of course, to have something to wet our whistle to drink along with while we are going through um, everything. Um, so, uh, real quick, Andy, before we dive in any further, it's been a little while. We had a, had a week off before, since our Blanton's episode. Yeah. Um, what else is new with you? Um, I know you were out. In, you said you were out in California. I was out in California for a bit, yeah. Just uh, visiting family. I know probably shouldn't have done, but it's like this is the first time I've seen them. I think all year, right? With COVID and everything, so I'm like, you know what? And it might be the only time I get to see them all year. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, um, I'm sure you were taking proper precautions. I mean, if you can yeah. fly, I mean, yeah. I mean, I got tested. I've been tested three times in as many weeks, all negative. So oh, wow. <laughs> good, good so far there. Um, on that front, so but other than that, no, I'm I've been really quiet for me. Gotcha. Yep, Thanksgiving, pretty quiet yeah. for everyone this year, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, well, except for you, you had a you and your girlfriend had right. an interesting Thanksgiving. Yeah, my girlfriend ended up in the emergency room. She's doing fine, everyone. I'm not gonna yeah. go, I'm not gonna deep dive into the story. Uh, but yeah, thankfully it, she's it, doing it, fine. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah the, cheers to that. The, yeah, the time. Well, yeah, seriously, cheers to that. The time when uh, the time while you were gone was not uneventful to say the least. Yeah, let's let, let's <laughs> actually cheers. Here you go. Salud. Oh yeah. 
That's the stuff, folks. Good stuff. With that, Andy, why don't we just jump right in? Why don't you tell the people everything they need to know about Elijah Craig? Yeah, so Elijah Craig, this is one of this is one of uh, Heaven Hill Distillery's many different uh, bourbon brands that they have. I think it's Heaven Hill, at least. Uh, probably one of the more famous ones that they have there, alongside I think Evan Williams, uh, McKenna, Henry McKenna, and of course Heaven Hill Products, just to name a few there. Um, and it's probably one of supposedly, if records are correct and if rumors are true, the oldest distillery in America. I don't think it's the longest, con- and it would probably also be the longest non-continuously running um, distillery because they did not have um, a license to distill and sell spirits during Prohibition. But it was originally, before I get into that portion of it, it was originally founded by Elijah Craig, as the name of the distillery suggests, uh, who kind of did a 180 into uh, selling bourbon. He was originally a Baptist preacher in Virginia, um, I think in the eastern portion of Virginia there. It was one of three brothers who became a uh, preacher. <clears throat> oh, well, all three of them became preachers, but he's one of the three. And he's ha- he had a quite a successful career. He was preacher, then an educator, who founded several different schools in, uh, well, what now is Kentucky, but at the time was the Kentucky portion of Virginia as well as being an entrepreneur and a bourbon distiller. Um, Ended up in jail for a little bit there for supposedly um, preaching in Virginia without a license to do so. You gotta have a license to preach? I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that world works. Maybe, maybe he still does. I don't know. Crazy. Um, I guess. But at the time, at least, you had to have a license to preach. Right. I, I guess the Baptist, at least. And he wasn't doing it. Um, and so that, along with trying to find a little bit more economic freedom and uh, prosperity, settled in what is now Kentucky and helped establish a few schools there. Uh, Georgetown College there in Kentucky. I don't know if they're still running, but Georgetown College as well as a couple other... Um, They're still up, yeah. They are? Oh, yeah. Okay. As well it's not, as... A, it's not, uh, Georgetown College is not far from Cincinnati at all, actually. It's about 90, oh, really? minute, about 90 minutes. That's oh. where the Bengals used to do their training camp, actually. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. I did not. That's You learn something every day. Yes, you do. So uh, that was kind of his first thing after becoming a preacher, was then he became an educator doing that. He also set up a couple other um, K-12 schools there in Kentucky. And then, Sounds like this guy was quite the uh, philanthropist, entrepreneur. Sounds yeah. like he was a really, really a true Renaissance man. Yeah, he he definitely was. Um, quite impressive, to yeah, be honest. Ha- has quite an impressive uh, resume. Uh, also helped found what is now Georgetown, Kentucky, oh, and wow. originally Lebanon, Kentucky, uh, when he founded it. But what hasn't this guy done? <laughs> not much, apparently, because <laughs> um, he also set up. Uh, Kentucky's first full, fulling paper, rope walk, and lumber and grist mills. All wow. of those different things are there in My Kentucky. Goodness. I mean, he's he's, he's done everything. All. Yeah. And then in um, his last thing, and probably his most famous thing that he's, or the thing that he's most famous for, is setting up his 
namesake distillery, the Elijah Craig Distillery and Bourbon brand in 1789. Uh, the rumor has it that this is, or is that he invented bourbon. Um, although there are reports that people in the area uh, were also basically using the exact same recipe that he's using was using at the time well maybe not exact but was using very similar recipes grain bills and everything to create whiskeys and alcohols at the time hmm. but he is the one that's credited as being the um, founder of modern day bourbon yeah despite that many people say would some many people would argue that he's a father of bourbon not the father of bourbon yeah um, but undoubtedly he is one of the kind of you know founding fathers if yeah you will, he, yeah he bourbon. definitely is one of the founding fathers if not the founding father if right. the rumors are correct right because um, there were of course were other distillers around that time doing the same thing but yeah it's just kind of an argument as to who do you want to really give credit to based on their accomplishments and everything influence yeah. and all of that yeah um because he of course had a extremely significant and pivotal impact on the bourbon industry oh, yeah. and was one of the first people ever doing this so it's gonna that that he that's why he gets that like level of recognition yeah yeah no definitely uh you're definitely correct on that and he was um there's a lot of things that he did with his distillery that can be credited as really moving those aged spirits uh, you know the corn rye barley aged spirit into bourbon, moving in the direction. Because he's also the person that was credited as the first distiller to age um, his whiskey or his spirits in charred oak barrels. Now, it's kind of depends on who you want to believe where these charred barrels came from. Either it was from a warehouse that of his that accidentally burned down and the barrels became charred that way. And he found, well, that really helped in the process. Or it was he had some like old, I think it was old sugar barrels, cane sugar barrels that were used to age the, um, this old sugar or this aged sugar in them that he then turned into whiskey barrels um, to, to sit there and age the spirit and become bourbon. So it's kind of he said, she said on which of those is correct. Either way we do know that he was one of the first people, if not the first person to do this and really influence the bourbon game in that respect. Yeah, definitely had a, you know, regardless of how they came about coming, you know, coming up with the idea to do this or the fact that they did do this, it for sure led to a, you know, a great step in, in the evolution yeah. of bourbon <laughs> led to a yeah. pleasantly smoky, caramely, uh, flame product and yeah. that people of course from f for you know forever have now wanted to uh, repeat that uh, process in order to yeah. get that type of flavor definitely no yeah i agree with you there he um kind of one of those like they said uh neil armstrong said on the moon right you know he, right. he did that one small step for bourbon uh or one small step for man one giant leap for bourbon kind absolutely <laughs> And that's just another one of the things that puts him clearly in that like godfather, you know, founding yeah. father of the whole bourbon uh, movement and, and yeah. just phenomenon. Yeah, no, no, you're definitely correct in that. Um, he had, he's just had such a heavy presence on the bourbon game that I don't think you can, I don't think you can say that he isn't a father of bourbon, even if some of the rumors on, well, was he the father of bourbon, et cetera, are true or not. So, 
Um, that's and for you know for years they've been or for centuries now they've been continuing to produce the distillery has been continuing to just um, produce a very quality product. Their standard product is a small batch, um, but they've continued to produce several other products along the way that I'll get into in a little bit. Um, like I said, I think they I don't think they were. A, continuously operating i think during prohibition they did not get one of those licenses to distill for medicinal purposes it's hard to lock one of those down yeah it was very very tough to get one of those i think you had to be you had to be very very well connected it still to get cracks one of those. me up that that was even a thing yeah it's like we're banning alcohol except we're you know for these 10 distilleries yeah because we need for medical purposes we need a drink yeah which of course we know is just bullshit for i just want to be able to get drunk yeah <laughs> well, which of course uh, yeah. we all do want to be yeah. able to get well <laughs> yeah i mean they that's those those uh licenses got definitely very abused by the public right um, oh, for sure and of course they you know yeah. they never really stopped selling alcohol anyways and no a lot of the big uh bootleggers they a lot of them they were getting their that uh that's how they, their, yeah. a lot of them were getting their whiskey via canada they were, yeah. they were a lot of them were doing canadian whiskey which of course is my jam i yeah. can't wait for us to get to american and canadian you know north american whiskeys I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show like three or four times now how, <laughs> yeah. how excited I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's crazy that some of them were there just like, oh yeah, you can keep, yeah, we're shutting it down. Wink, wink. Like keep, yeah. keep going for we're, medical reasons. Yeah. We're, we're shutting it down, but not really. You just got to know the right people. Right. <laughs> um, shake the right hands, but shake the right babies. Kiss yeah. The right hands. Yeah. But, uh, you know, then they came back. We're kind of sitting there for a few years, continuing to still distill and everything. And like I said at the start, at the top of the show, they're now a Heaven Hill brand. Um, you know, still a very, very good product, even though they're owned by Heaven Hill um, Company now. Mashville. That's in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, right? I believe it's Bardstown, Kentucky, yeah. Have you been to Heaven Hill? Not yet. That's, that's one of the ones I, I want to, next time I'm able to go out there and do distillery tours and everything, that's one of the ones I want to visit. Where exactly is Bardstown? What part of Kentucky is that? I want to say that's closer to the Lexington-Frankfurt area. Gotcha. So it's kind of in a little bit more of the eastern area of Kentucky, if I remember correctly. Giant, giant facility there. Uh, yeah. Um, where it looks like they're making Elijah Craig, uh, Heaven Hill. It looks like maybe Larnsey is made there. Larceny. Larceny. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Larceny. Larceny. I've uh, clearly had too much of the... Uh, the old sauce here. Yeah. I'm just joking. Uh, Evan Williams, I think, maybe does some production there. Yeah, Evan Williams does at least. I think they're at least partially or completely owned by Heaven Hill Brands now too. So not, not a super sexy distillery, honestly. It's just you got a giant parking lot and then kind of like a yeah. uh, a very industrial looking you know factory type building. It's not. Uh, it almost looks like honestly that you're at a prison. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> joking. Uh, at least this is. Of course, I'm, I've never been. I'm sure they have. They have a very nice. Uh, visitor center yeah. um but the uh you know the overall facility looks at least on the outside it looks pretty uh, like um military-esque like you're going to yeah. a military school or something um but it looks very modern on the inside yeah. uh, you know i yeah. would definitely be interested in checking it out just because oh yeah it's, definitely it's it's so unique but um honestly I mean, the inside looks super sexy based you know based on what my other research i've done but the outside is like uh let's should we stay here i, I feel like i'm entering a horror a horror <laughs> movie yeah right now no, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it does, it's not the sexiest of distilleries, but you know, you try any of their products, 
they're putting the money where it counts. But but yeah, and the I'm telling you, man, the in the inside does look super modern and up, up yeah. to date, and it looks like they definitely they're not um, they have state of the art. You don't have to worry about it. Like they do, even though on the outside the aesthetics aren't great, it's a state of the art facility, and they're giving you the top top end product because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you're exactly right on that. Um, and that's something that they definitely take pride in doing that and take pride in their match builds as well. Mm. Um, the match builds for Elijah Craig, most of their standard products, it's a 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% barley, malted barley, which is a high barley content. Normally I've seen like a 8 to 10% malted barley in there. Most bourbons, at least that I've seen. Uh, and then the rye mash bill is a 35% corn, 51% rye, and 14% barley. Can we can we still talk? Can we talk a little further about the um, about the original mash bill? Yeah, that's a. Um, so you say it's high on barley, right? Yeah, that's yeah. also pretty high on corn, isn't it? Seventy eight percent. Yeah, corn. that's very very high on corn. Um, that's pretty pretty damn corny, Andy. <laughs> yeah, definitely very corny. Um, and that's similar. To, that's actually similar to one of my favorite. This is one of the reasons I think I do like Elijah Craig. They've kind of got that corny connection, if you will. Uh, yeah. Buffalo Trace is a very corny uh, bourbon, and yeah, I, it leads I to a little buffalo, bit sweeter, right? And I love my Buffalo Trace, and it has kind of a similar. Uh, mash bill in, in the way that they they have that high corn proportion versus that that rye and that malted barley. Yeah, no, you're definitely right in that. And I mean, like I was saying, um, it leads to a little bit sweeter of a bourbon just because corn has a little bit will contribute a little bit sweeter notes. Yeah. Um, to the end product, yeah. to the end distillate. It's interesting because I really like Buffalo Trace and I really like uh, I really, really like Weller. But Weller is high. Is it like a high wheat bourbon? And yeah, then, they're a wheated bourbon. And Buffalo is like a high corn bourbon. So it's like those aren't really they don't really go hand in hand. So it's kind of interesting that I like both of those. Yeah. As well, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Legally, bourbon must be fifty one percent corn. Yeah. So when you talk about a, a mash bill that's seventy eight percent corn, that's corny. For yeah. Sure. That, that that's definitely once you get in about the seventy five ish plus percent corn ratio there in the mash bill, that's you're kind of pushing the spectrum on high corn ratio there yeah. in in it. And def- um, it definitely gives you that. It definitely gives you that sweetness that you were talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that definitely lends itself to all their products. Um, at least at all the ones that I've had to try so far. Um, you know, of course, right now we're trying their small batch, which I think also a twelve-year-old product. Okay. I think it's twelve years old. I don't know that for a fact. Um. But they also have their barrel proof and then their straight rye whiskey, which I was talking about with their rye mash bill there. And then they have their 18-year-old Elijah Craig. That's also their single barrel. So if you single or so if you see 18-year-old or uh, single barrel on the label there, know that's probably interchangeable for them. The small batch, which of course 200 barrels per batch is compromised. Uh, I should say comprised of a selected whiskeys of eight to 12 years of age for Elijah Craig. Okay. Uh, there's no actual age statement on the yeah, product. Yeah, they don't do that. Which was introduced in early 2016 to replace the 12-year age statement. So okay. they don't really do that anymore. See, apparently. yeah. So yeah. somewhere between eight and 12, don't really know though. Yeah. Well, I mean, at a minimum, even though they don't age statement, right. at a minimum, it's probably eight, it's an eight-year-old eight, And then bird. maximum you're 12, but you just don't know where you're at in between there. Yeah. Uh, either way is good, of no course. matter what. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, I mean, the <laughs> there's old... nothing wrong with. I like the the mystery of not really yeah. knowing. Yeah, um, but it provides a little bit of leeway for them to right. 
of course fiddle with the rest honestly there probably are eight-year-old ones and there probably are 12-year-old ones right out there in liquor stores on the market today and it's up to you to figure out and decide which one you think you've got yeah Yeah. i mean the only age they have on there is 1789 which is the year they started um and then the last product they have and this is the one i really really want to try from them just haven't found it yet is their uh elijah craig toasted barrel which I've heard phenomenal things about, um, and but the la- yeah, so that's the last thing product that they have. All along, I've heard very good things and have good things to say about the products that I've tried from Elijah Craig. The last thing I would say about them before we get to the taste in here, John, is uh, just some good news with them. Um, I know I was texting you kind of a little bit about this, yeah, but um, they've worked. I. Th- they were one of the founding brands that worked with Goose Island. I know we've mentioned this before, but they've—they're one of the brands that have worked with their uh, Bourbon County brand stouts collection. Yep. And which I know. Like yeah, you we were texted talking, me this week. You're like, yeah. I got this text for you, and I was at work, and you're like, or I think actually maybe I just got off work, and, I, and you were like, you're like this uh, this Goose Island beer and bourbon yeah. uh, combo is coming out. You're like all yeah. excited. I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, man! You got to let me know everything you, you got about it. Yeah, no, no, no. I I actually um, got while well, I was kind of saving it for today, but the um, before I get into that, the one that Elijah Craig works with Goose Island or contributes to Goose Island's um, portfolio there is the Bourbon County Stout Reserve. That supposedly what I was reading in the news, that's the one that'll have be aged in Elijah Craig barrels. Mm. Um, but of course, Goose Island like has a whole range of where they've worked with different bourbon brands to create this portfolio of bourbon barrel aged stouts and beers. Gotcha. And the one, the one I was able to pick up, I actually picked it up at my local Kroger for like thirteen bucks a bottle, um, like thirteen bucks a pint actually. Um, was the Bourbon County brand stout? Just I think the standard offering there from Goose Island in. I'll be honest, it was a bit biased. I liked stouts, and it was an imperial stout, and I actually really, really liked it. I had very, very caramely uh, vanilla sugary notes in there that I like in my imperial stouts. So, you know, if, you, if you're if you into the beer game, it's and into the stouts and, he- like, heavy, dark beer game, it's worth a... Uh, it's worth a chance to try and find it. So have you have you tried it yet? Yeah, I actually tried it um, last night. It was very very good. Very I good. liked it. So is it kind of a? Can you descri- like to describe it again to me? Like I want to hear more about it. Like is it really like a stout? Is it like a straight yeah, up it, stout? It's like straight up like straight up stout. Gotcha. It's an imperial stout. I mean, it's very dark, very dark head, gotcha. like dark or medium brown head on it, mm-hmm. but it is so good. Like it's very chocolatey, vanilla, caramely. T- to me, those are those um, notes that I was pulling out. It's very, very robust stout there. Gotcha. And, and I thought well worth the price. But yeah. I will say, be warned, is a little bit on the higher alcohol percentage. Um, <laughs> it's like that? 14, 15% alcohol. Damn! <laughs> so for a beer, that's one of the higher standard offerings that you'll find. I know there's in a case couple. you don't know beer, uh, Bud Light's like 4%. Yeah, most beers are in like the probably 4 to 8% right. um, alcohol by volume percentage there. Although there's, I don't even remember who's doing them. There's two that are like at, and they sell them in extremely small bottles for beer. 
at like 50% alcohol. <laughs> and wow. I'm just like, I, I like, I would pass. love to get my, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd probably pass on it, but I think it would be interesting to just try once well, and I mean, see I how much take, it lays on I would do it just to see what it was like, yeah. but I feel like that's not something you want to do on the reg. No, definitely not. Well, it's nice to see that they're, I mean, Goose Island obviously is historic and we've actually discussed them previously on yeah. the podcast. So any kind of collab that they're going to be doing with especially such it's a respected be a good brand. Collab. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a great product. All right, folks, it is time. It is that time of the week. We are going to go ahead and uh, do our tastings. Yep. All right, folks, you should have your glass of Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey poured at this point because we, of course, now are doing the official tastings. We're, of course, going to start with the nose, move on to the palate and the finish. Um, the, you know, this is clocking in. It's 47% alcohol, and it's yeah. coming in at 94 proof. Elijah Craig, as we said earlier, 78% corn, 12 malted barley, and 10% rye. Let's go ahead and give this a sniff, a taste, and talk, we'll talk it over, guys. Yeah. Very light ar- aroma. Yeah. Very uh, approachable. Coming from that, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very approachable for the proof. I mean, like you were saying, ninety-four proof. That's that's not that's not low. <laughs> it's not low. I mean, I know that's higher than what the legal requirement is for bourbon, but it's still very approachable for, at that um, proof. Right, and I'm I'm getting a lot of vanilla and you know vanilla caramel of I, smell. It's very it's very sweet. Which, I, as a high corn bourbon, I can't really say I'm surprised about. Yeah, no, definitely not. I get a lot of that vanilla. I kind of get a little bit of like a sweeter dark chocolate note or like a milk chocolate note there in with that vanilla. Mm. Definitely the orange and citrus smells that you get there st- uh, that are stereotypical of a bourbon. Uh, for me, at least. Right. Stereotypical of a bourbon. Still, I get ma- there on the nose. Yeah. I'm mainly still getting that vanilla and caramel and I feel it actually gets stronger and deeper and... Uh, honestly, more enjoyable and pleasant with each each time I smell it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I but agree with you. Let's go ahead and give this one a taste, guys. Ooh, very, very good. It's very smooth with a little bit of kick. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think the taste quite lives up to the smell. I think it's really, yeah, really, the, the, it's really the pleasant on the nose. Yeah, the taste is not as good. Yeah, it's really pleasant on the nose. I'm still getting a lot of that vanilla, I'm not, but I'm losing the caramel a little bit. And I'm getting a lot more oak, like a nutty oak type taste. Yeah, um, I, I kind of, yeah, I, no, I'd agree with you there. I was just going to say, it's like it kind of, like I got a bit of that oak and wood note on the nose, but then now with the flavor of it, I get a lot more, it kind of transitions into more vanilla oak. On the taste, I do get me. a more vanilla um, aftertaste, but I'm not getting a lot of vanilla with the actual, you know, with the actual palate. I'm getting more vanilla and kind of cinnamon in the in, in the finish, um, but in that 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 palate, I'm getting a lot more. I'm getting a lot more caramel, oaky. Yeah. Um, you know, on a on a second taste here, I mean the villa vanilla comes in a little bit, but I feel like it's not as sweet as the taste. You know, as the or I should say, as the nose was. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It it's overall it's approachable all, all around. I'd say, mm-hmm. but it's kind of the nose presents something um, different than what the taste presents to me, at least to an extent. Um, yeah, I mean it, the overall experience is is very is very uh, enjoyable. Um, each each sip is great. Um, like I said, 
a lot of vanilla. I'm getting it more towards the back end where it was yeah. a lot of oak up front, but, uh, and with a little bit of cinnamon, a kick at the, at the finish, but I, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's very like, this is almost like a, this is like a Christmas bourbon almost for me. This is Ooh. like a cinnamon and then vanilla and I could see that a little oak, like a light of fire, relax, kick back. Yeah. Um, it, it, like I said, again, it's just an overall very pleasant experience. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I think, you know, it's very pleasurable experience drink. Uh, for a small batch bourbon, I think it's a very approachable bourbon as well in that category. Yep. And I think, especially for a daily drinker, it would be a very, very good bourbon Absolutely. in that category to try. It runs, at least here in Cincinnati, runs about 25 to 30 bucks a bottle, I think, yeah, for the was, small batch. Yeah, I was going to say about 25 So it, it's, it's, you know, again, all around for that price point is well worth it. I mean, I would be willing to spend probably 30 35 on it. Definitely. So it's definitely undersold at the price. For sure. Um, let's see. Andy, do you got any final thoughts on Elijah Craig? Uh, no. I mean, the last thing I would say is if you can find it, get your hands on a, any of their bottles. I think they're very good product, and it's something that is well worth the price to at least try. Get consent before you put your hands on those yeah. bottles. But yes, but yeah. get, try to get your hands on it for sure. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. We got big, big things coming in the future, folks. We're we're super happy with our growth. It's been really incredible so far. We really appreciate all your support. Uh, Please share us with your friends so we can continue this trend. Like I said, we really do have some big plans down the road. Tour, um, you know, distillery tours, video uh, aspect to the show. We got a lot of things in the works. Of course, we need your support uh, to make that all happen. And we, of course, really appreciate everything you guys have been doing so far. Have a great rest of your week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America, we'll be here to drink with you next weekend. <laughs>